Joseph, and you are listening to the Vivid Ascension Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we will be talking about community, what community is, why we need it, the benefits of community, as well as the power behind a community of believers that are standing in agreement, whether it's for something that is honoring to God or not. And why we need a level of discernment when trying to decide which community we want to be a part of. So, what is community? It is a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Okay, what are the benefits of community? Well, you find support, accountability. You, If you are vulnerable, you would be able to find prayer partners when you're part of a Christian community. And if there is fear in vulnerability, and if you are someone who has turned away from being a part of a Christian community because there's pain there, there's some emotional damage there, emotional wounds, emotional scars there, I want to encourage you with the scripture that says, love, perfect love casts out all fear. Walk out in love. Walk out in love because there are communities and there is a community out there that needs you specifically. We are the hands and feet of the church. We are the body. And you cannot be part of the body and not be in community. It's not possible because there are different aspects of the body that just will not be able to be activated if all hands are not on deck. Another uh, benefit of community is that you find fellowship. I remember when we as human beings are not meant to be in isolation okay we are not meant to be on our own and before i share a story about that i want to touch back to if you are someone who has removed yourself from community i want to encourage you to pray about getting back into community because we need it we need it you need it and there is someone that is waiting for your obedience. That is, there is someone that is waiting for you to step out in love so that you can encourage them. Galatians 6.2 calls us to bear one another's burdens. So the blessing of community is that we are able to serve each other and use our gifts to encourage and build each other up. And you can't do that and you won't have access to someone being able to lift you up in prayer and to bear your burdens. And you won't be able to use your gifts, your skills, your unique experiences in life to bless someone else if you aren't a part of a community, a body of believers. So going back to my point uh, on how we are not meant to live in isolation there can be a really, really negative mental toll that isolation can have on us. And so I remember a few years ago, I was in Washington, DC. I'm the type of person, if someone is staring at me, uh, I'm just gonna look at them, smile and say, hey, what's up, how's it going? <laughs> I'm not someone who'll say, uh, what are you staring at, what are you looking at? I'll, I'll say hi. And I remember, you know, I'm walking down the street and I'm walking down the side on the sidewalk. And this guy was staring at me and I say, hey, how you doing, man? Very nonchalant. And he stopped dead in his tracks. 
And he, he tapped me on my shoulder and he looked me in my eyes and he said, you essentially, he, I can't remember word for word what he said, but he said, you acknowledged me. You, you, you said hi to me. And he gave me a big hug and he held on to this hug and he was in tears. You noticed me. There are so many people I believe out there who just need someone to take the time out of their day to just acknowledge them, to serve them, to be present, to make themselves available. And there are countless opportunities to do that when you're a part of a community. And if you have, uh, if you're a part of a like-minded body of believers, now your community can go out and spread that and expand that. So community has power. All right. So I have two stories that I'm going to share. First, we're going to look at the book of Exodus. We're going to look at chapter 32. And I preface this by saying this story is an example that I wanted to use to explain that if you are someone who is looking for community, you need to have a level of wisdom and discernment. You don't want to be in a community that is leading you to live a life that is contrary to the life that God has called you to live. You do not want to be in a community that is leading you to live a life that does not honor yourself and does not honor God. You do not want to be in a community that causes you to sin. And in chapter 32, this is something that we're going to see. So at this point in scripture, Moses is on Mount Sinai and he is talking to God and he's receiving the commandments. Meanwhile, Aaron, Moses's brother, is at the bottom of the mountain waiting along with the people of Israel. Aaron is has been appointed by Moses and by God to steer the ship, to hold down the fort, to make sure everyone is okay. Now, as they're waiting, some of the people of Israel say, hey, we've been waiting for a while and they're feeling restless. And they say, you know, we've been waiting for a while. What if Moses doesn't come back down? We don't know if he's gonna come back down. We need to do something to protect ourselves. And there's some doubt that creeps in. And they, they go to Aaron and they say, hey, we, we need to do something. We don't know if Mo Moses is coming back down. We need to do something about this. And so Aaron says to them, take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. This community, just a couple bad eggs, 
had so much influence that it led its leader to sin. Of course, Moses was the leader, right? But this appointed leader, Aaron, he was not firm enough in his faith because Aaron could have said no. Aaron could have, as a good shepherd, could have led them back to the truth and said, no, 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 no. We have been, our people have been enslaved for 430 years. And it's the God of Abraham who brought us out of slavery and who was bringing us to the promised land. But he wasn't firm in who he was as a child of God. He wasn't firm in his faith. So if you are someone who is not, especially not firm in your faith and you're looking for community to build you up, really be mindful and pray and ask the Lord for wisdom. And I'm going to give you an example of a good, what, what you should be looking for in community, right? in the next story anywho moses comes down and he hears a, a, a wailing he hears people crying out but they're not in pain they're not crying because they're in pain they're not they're not yelling because they're afraid they're yelling and, and wailing because they are singing they are having a fete they are having a party celebrating and worshiping this idol that they have crafted for themselves this golden calf and moses is shocked doesn't even it's an shocked is an understatement he he cannot believe it he's flabbergasted and he says to aaron what is going on how how have you led them to this great sin to such a great sin what are you doing and it's hilarious what aaron says in verse 23 he says for they said to me, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. So I said to them, let any of you who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me and I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. <laughs> it just, it just popped out of the fire. I didn't craft it myself. It just came out and we said, oh, okay, let's worship it. If you finish the story, I recommend going back to read Exodus, and, and this is in chapter 32. Uh, but if you finish this, there were consequences. People died. People died. Aaron didn't die, but there, well, there were thousands, in fact, of people that ended up dying. And, and that was mercy because God, Moses had to, in fact, petition on behalf of the people of Israel and beg the Lord not to destroy them because he was he was infuriated they they clearly sinned against him so that is an example of the type of community that you don't want to be a part of if you look around the world there are a lot of there are churches that are spewing and teaching a rhetoric that is not in line with the gospel you have to be mindful of that. You have to be mindful of that. And even if it sounds good, it still may not be the gospel. So make sure when you're listening to a teaching, when you're watching how a Christian body is moving, that you can see Christ in that. You can see the word of God being applied and coming alive. Because if you don't see that, it's a cause for concern. The next story I want to share is in the book of Esther. 
And it is a beautiful example of what it looks like when a people come together, when a community comes together and stands in agreement rather than choosing to distrust God, they choose to cry out to him and ask him to intervene. If you know anything about the book of Esther, um, quick background, Esther and Mordecai are related. Uh, they are both Jewish. And Esther was taken from her home to the king's palace. And she ends up becoming queen. And Mordecai is also in that same region. And so Esther, thankfully, found favor in the eyes of the king. And out of many women, he chose her to become queen. Now, one day, uh, there is a, a, a man, a gentleman by the name of Haman. Haman is, a, is not a nice guy. Haman is a sleazeball. And he's honored by the king. So King Ahasuerus honors Haman. And essentially, whenever Haman is in town, when he reaches those gates, all of the king's servants, whoever's around, has to bow down to him. Well, one day, Haman arrives to the king's gate. And Mordecai is the only one who refuses to bow down before Haman. And this happens a couple times and Haman is just furious. And he has decided in his heart that he is going to kill Mordecai. So now one day, Haman is with King Ahasuerus. And he says to him, King, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of every other people, and they do not keep the king's laws. So that is not the king's profit to tolerate them. If it pleases you, king, let it be decreed that they be destroyed. He's talking about the Jews. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who have charge of the king's business, and they may put it into the king's treasuries. So King Ahasuerus hears this. He's like, oh, oh, oh thanks. Good looking out. You know, I don't, I don't want that to happen. I, I mean, if they're in my kingdom, they got to, you know, they got to make me look good and they got to follow what, 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 I, what I say. What I say goes. So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman. And the king said to Haman, the money is given to you, the people also, to do with them as it seems good to you. So now, Mordecai catches wind of this decree. And he's scared because he's not really even thinking about himself. He's thinking about the people. They're going to be massacred. And so, what do you think he does? He goes to the queen. He, he goes to his cousin. And he says, Esther, we need your help. You need to say something to the king. You need to stop this from happening. Now, Esther, although she has favor in the eyes of the king, she's also afraid because she has seen what it looks like when there is no favor. And she has seen how the king has treated other women within the kingdom. 
and she's hesitant to do anything because the king doesn't know that she's a Jew. And so Mordecai says something on the line along the lines of, hey, don't don't think this is this is uh, uh, not going to affect you just because you are queen and just because you are safe up there in, in your palace behind the king's gates. Don't think that this won't reach you. And so what do you think Esther says to Mordecai? Esther says, and this is chapter 4, verse 16, Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. What do you think happened when this body of believers decided that they would stand in agreement and fast from food or drink for three days and stand in agreement in prayer? Well, what ends up happening is something so, so beautiful. So Esther decides she's going to ask the king if she can host a banquet and she wants Haman to be there. And that's when she's going to out him. One thing we got to keep in mind is that in chapter two, Prior to all of this happening, you know, Mordecai, he likes that for some reason he just enjoys sitting at the king's gates. And so one day, Mordecai overheard two eunuchs plot and plan to murder King Ahasuerus. And so he he spilled the beans. He didn't spill the beans, but he, he saved the king's life. He told he told that he spoke spoke with Esther and then Esther spoke with the right people and they dug into it and they discovered, wow, this was a, an assassination plot and it would have been successful if it had not been for Mordecai. And so they wrote his deeds into the book of memorable deeds. Remember this. So now. One night. The king cannot sleep, okay? He's restless. He can't sleep. He, he doesn't know what he's going to do. <laughs> so it, th This story is amazing. So one night, the king cannot sleep. He's just restless, and he's having trouble to fall asleep. So he calls onto his servants to read to him. The king never knew what Mordecai did, by the way. So... The king asks the servants to read from the the book of memorable deeds, the Chronicles, and, and they were read before him. And he hears about what Mordecai did. And he asks, what did we do for this man? Did we, did we do anything to honor him? And they said, nothing has been done for him. So the next day, the king is thinking, and he's like, we've, we've got to do something for this guy. He really, he really did me a solid. He saved my life. And so enters Haman into the king's court. And Haman walks in, and the king says to him, 
what should be done to the man whom the king delights to honor? And Haman hears this and he's thinking to himself, well, I mean, I'm the man who the king delights to honor. I mean, who, who, would he de who would he delight to honor more than me? And Haman said to the king, for the man whom the king delights to honor, let royal robes be brought which the king has worn and the horse that the king has ridden and on whose head a royal crown is set and let the robes and the horse be handed over to one of the king's most noble officials let them dress the man whom the king delights to honor and let them lead him on the horse through the square of the city proclaiming before him thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor then the king said to haman hurry take the robes and the horse as you have said and do so to mordecai the jew who sits at the king's gate <laughs> every time i have read this it always cracks me up it's hilarious god has a sense of humor y'all Leave out nothing that you have mentioned. So Haman took the robes. I would probably, I would add him begrudgingly, took the robes and the horse and he dressed Mordecai and led him. Haman, Haman hates Mordecai. Haman, Haman wants to have Mordecai hung. He wants to destroy all of his people. And he dressed up Mordecai, led him through the square of the city, proclaiming before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. While this is happening, the community is what? Fasting and praying. I won't go through all of the scripture here. I recommend you go and read it because it's a beautiful story. But to, to wrap up the story, Haman gets outed by Esther. He ends up being hung. And Mordecai, in some crazy way, ends up becoming second in command in all of the land. So it's the king and then Mordecai. The people stood in agreement. The community stood in agreement in prayer. And these were the results. Rather than the people of Israel in the book of Exodus who decided to distrust God, these people in this book of Esther, this community, decided to come together and pray for Esther and themselves and cry out to God, and stand in agreement in faith and cry out to the Lord to intervene. And these were the results. See, community has power. It has the power to lead you to sin and it has the power to lead you to God. It has the power to activate and invite God into your situation so that you can receive his rescue, his protection, his blessings, his favor. Because when we honor God, he puts us in positions where we can honor and continue to glorify his name.
there are great blessings when you're part of community, when you are part of a, a, a like-minded body of Christ. And that, that like-mindedness should be a dependence on God and his power every day. A dependence on the Holy Spirit at all times, at all moments. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. I lift up anyone who may be listening today and is desiring to find community. And I pray that you give them wisdom and discernment, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you lead them to the community that needs them as much as they need it. I pray for healing of the wounds of those who may be carrying wounds from the church. I pray for gentle healing and I pray that they be patient with themselves, Lord. But I pray that they receive the blessings that are rightfully theirs through Christ, the blessings of community, the blessings of being part of the body of Christ. Lord, I pray that you give all of us discernment, that you lead us, guide us, allow us to be vulnerable within our communities when we need prayer to reach out and ask for prayer and allow us to be readily available to serve others and bless others within our own communities, Lord, to walk out in love, just like Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Please, if it blessed you and you think it would bless someone else, share it with them. Also, follow us so that you know whenever we are dropping a new episode. And if you could, leave us a review. That will help us grow, help us get in front of more faces and onto more screens. I want to do some more podcast exclusive content.